Rob McAllister's commentary that his commentary was spicier than Sprite from McDonald's. I mean, I'll put it that way. I mean, just seconds before Seba got that penalty kick, he, he, he just commented on Antoine Hopeno's uh, haircut, saying that that haircut isn't doing him any favors. I mean, welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the amazing 4-1 away win by Sac Republic at Hartford Athletic. First time that we actually visit Connecticut, so great win for the team. Helps us maintain our first place status. Again, as I've been saying throughout the whole season now at this point, not just in the West, but also overall in USL Championship. So let's go ahead and introduce our usual amazing co-hosts here tonight. First, let's go over to Elgrove with Sharon. How's it going, Sharon? Hey, it's going good. I probably should have picked a sub because my voice is all whacked out from, uh, you know, a lot, <laughs> you know, the usual stuff, allergies, whatever, you know, it's not COVID. Um, but otherwise, pretty happy, pretty so stoked that on Friday night, our guys just like generated the attack. I don't think Hartford knew what hit them. I mean, that's all I have to say. Jared, how about you? Still in recovery mood from the past couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was definitely a great uh, way to kick off the uh, Memorial Day weekend with uh, watching the uh, Republic take on in, uh, Hartford and get that 4-1 win all the way out on the East Coast. I mean, it seemed like a matinee match for us, given the fact that it started at 4.30. But, uh, you know, we got that win out of the way. Now just looking forward to Tampa this coming Saturday. How about you? Oh, you, you cut off there at the end. I think that's for me, right? <laughs> I think he was tossing the microphone to you. Since we only have one microphone, we have to share it and throw it across the miles. So that one should have hit you in the head. Okay. It, it, it passed close. Yeah. I was in trail. I was like, well, I don't see anyone else here. It must be me. <laughs> well, Jared, uh, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, really happy to know that we got a really great win on Friday. And, you know, it's not easy. We've mentioned it before, especially when we're traveling to the East to get a win, let alone to... Not only get the win, but get a 4-1 win away in a match that I thought we were the superior team throughout the entire match. You know, ref messed up both sides, though, I do have to say, and we'll be talking about that here uh, later on. But overall, I think we can all be happy with this team. They, they've been just showing us that they are a team that wants to maintain that first spot and make sure that we can say that we are a 100% playoff team much earlier than I think we've seen in past seasons and not have to worry about doing the math aside from the fact that we'd be doing math just to know how many points do we need to stay in first place officially. So good math and I'll do that math all day, every day. So let's go ahead and pass it on over to you, Sharon, as usual. Go losses of gratitude, please. And now one of my favorite segments, Golazos of Gratitude, where each of our hosts takes a minute to reflect and express gratitude to people, situations, or events that have touched them. Anyhow, let's go. Let's hear some galazas of gratitude. So I'll just dig right in for my galazas of gratitude, and it all goes to my sister, essentially. Um, she's just been fabulous in doing a lot of things behind the scenes. And when I went to, <laughs> when I went to watch Cal Storm, on Wednesday night, I told her, oh, just park along the side. You can meet up with me. I'll come out to the parking lot. We can hang, blah, blah, blah. 
she ended up because of the way they had the parking arranged she ended up coughing up eight bucks and ended up watching the game with me she wasn't gonna but she was like well if i want to sit with my sister um and and bs with her there's no free ride you had to pay you had to pay to get in so so she did and it was it ended up being a blast and then uh, you know just it was just really fun hanging out with her and the second clause of gratitude um goes to coach mark briggs oh my goodness that guy he really has figured out the keys to success with our squad and he knows how to correctly tinker with the squad for substitutions to keep the pressure on the on our opposition i mean like do you guys think that anyhow it's okay so that's my glasses of gratitude there you go dude all right well, first of all, de- definitely got to give glosses of gratitude to uh, uh, CVS, Walgreens, uh, which I uh, was definitely C- CVS uh, as far as making sure that I've been totally hydrated, uh, sec- secured from the sun's uh, rays this past couple weeks. They've come through in the clutch. De- definitely a uh, big assist from there. Uh, also, glosses of gratitude also going out to coach, you know, for just getting things right this season so far. I mean, the fact that we've only had one loss, you know, just speaks volumes on how he's uh, taking in the calibrations, you know, the the figures of of getting this team as high on the table as he he has. And then also, uh, late belated happy happy birthday to uh, Mrs. Briggs as well, since he mentioned in his tweet. So happy birthday. Uh, And also... You know, big shout outs to both, uh, you know, Sharon and, and Louise, you know, just being overall you know, excellent people, you know, especially this past week. And also Louise might uh, mention in a couple weeks, uh, he's headed down this way uh, to the desert. So that's going to leave another uh, glass of gratitude to uh, the district uh, out in Old Town, Scottsdale. They were gracious enough to let me know that I won a free bottle service. So I figure... Why not uh, treat Luis to a post uh, post match celebration in a couple weeks? <laughs> How about you, Luis? Well, that, that's actually my first gloss of gratitude, Jared. A big one out to you for um, actually reminding me about the tickets for that game because I, we'll, we'll actually be watching the Phoenix against Oakland game, which is going to be a tough one. I think I'm going to be supporting Oakland in that match just because of our past with Phoenix and all that. But at the end of the day, it's both teams that we always want to beat. But uh, playing against each other should be a really uh, exciting match, especially because of the whole former coach situation and all that. And both teams that are trying to, um, you know, make it to playoffs too. And, you know, they're, they're in their own situations and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, should be a, a fun, exciting game. Also, another one goes out to the team for that amazing performance on Friday. Like I mentioned earlier, it looks like, you know, we want to maintain that first place. And I know that Coach Briggs want to you know, wants this to keep going. And it looks like game after game, we, we're just getting better. And, you know, we, we can't deny how great that is, especially considering that we don't have Roro, he's out. And, you know, it's always been complicated for us, right? Especially not having our captain and the guy that's out there motivating the entire team. But it's good that, you know, they're chugging along. They're making sure that we still maintain that first spot, even if we don't have him around. And, you know, I'm sure... He's looking at, at the whole team on TV. And then when he's there at the stadium, really proud, right? At knowing that even though he's not on the pitch, the team is still uh, performing uh, as they were when he was on the pitch. So that's that. 
Also, another one goes out to the team for actually doing that 10th anniversary match at Hughes Stadium. It's a shame that I unfortunately will likely not be able to go because I am actually going to be going down to Southern California for a collector's conference. But it's still really nice to know. You got to change your plans, dude. Come on. I got you a ticket and everything. Just, you know, a collector's conference. I mean, come on. It's a pretty special. It, it's yeah, it, it's tough. Yeah, because I already booked hotels and uh, yeah, there's there's a couple. Yeah, it's been in, in the works already for me for <laughs> quite some time. But darn it. it, it's yeah, it's a shame they did it on that day. I had a feeling <laughs> when we were hearing rumblings on like this is probably going to happen that it would happen there, and it didn't help that John kept telling us like it'll probably be on the 26th, and I was like, I hope it's not. Nothing against John. It's just one of those things where I was like, I have something planned for that day. Please don't let it be that day. And then, of course, it ends up happening. But, I mean, overall, I mean, it just still makes me happy that the team is going back to the roots, right? And, you know, making sure that with the 10th anniversary, we're able to play there. And, in fact, I would say, why not keep playing there? I know that we play right now at Hartwell Park, but it would probably be nice to do more than just one match. And I would even say, come playoff time. Uh, should we make it right? I mean, I, I can't get too ahead of myself, even though we're in first place. But if we do make it to playoffs, why not play that first playoff game at home at Hughes Stadium, right? You know, we know there's a crowd for playoff time. We know that tickets sell out. So, you know, just maybe putting it out there for the team, like, hey, if this goes well on the 26th, let's play that first match at Hughes Stadium and pack an even bigger stadium and I would you know, love that, except yeah. for the pitch is too small. It's artificial turf, and I, Luis, I disagree 100%. <laughs> I don't want to see any playoff matches at that little tiny poacher stamp of size. <laughs> so I'm glad we're doing Orange County that day and get it, get it over with, so to speak, and then move on to building our stadium that could basically have about the same capacity. So that's your mother speaking. <laughs> well, I guess I'm saying it without actually, like, being able to be on the pitch, right? So I, I don't really know too much about the dimensions of it too, but I know you, oh, that's you've right. seen it firsthand. <laughs> you you weren't there in 2014. You don't know that the view has to cross over a freaking track and it's just, yeah, it was good, you know, substitute until we had uh, Bonnie Field built. But I'll tell you what, the guys don't want to play there either. I mean, for the stadium size, it's cool, but the experience, you'll see. Oh, no, you won't see. Dang it, Luis, you'll miss another chance. I'll, I'll see on TV. You know? um, we'll just, but, we'll yeah. just have to see if we can get some uh, videos uh, while we're there, like maybe pre-match or something like that as we're coming into the stadium. I mean, because, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to uh, be, be there as well. I mean, I'm already looking at uh, Southwest Specials so far. It's already... Uh, about $300, but I know as the time gets closer, there will probably be more specials uh, from Southwest. So I'm definitely going there. I know I was looking forward to doing the double header match on July 1st, but uh, I hate to say it, but I think this uh, match at Hughes Stadium is going to take a little bit more precedence. I mean, I, I really do want to get out to a W League game. Don't get me wrong. That, that's that's why this sucks as far as this decision goes. But, I mean, how, how many times you go to a match at Hughes Stadium. I mean, the last event I went to was a home regular game for the Sacramento Surge of the old uh, World League of American Football before they moved to Hornet Field. Uh, last one in 91, of course. 
Oh yeah, I mean you got to experience it again, and uh, yeah, should be a really special one. But it, it's great again that the team is doing this, and I'm sure there's more things planned for the 10th anniversary. There's lots of things going on, and you know, it makes me really proud to know that the team is doing really well, right? As well, because uh, there's no better way to celebrate your 10 years than also by having a team that is uh, up there, right, first place overall. So cool. Well, let's go ahead and uh, dive into this match again. At Hartford Athletic last Friday, 4.30 p.m. was the start time. A bit early for a lot of people, I'm sure. <laughs> Some of you may have even just watched the highlights if you're still at work. But let, let's go ahead and look at, at the first couple of uh, goals that we had here, too. So first one scored by none other than Russell Cicerone, right? Bagging another goal, which actually puts him at the top of the goal score. I believe he's sharing uh, with another player at USL. So there you go, right? He's trying to, you know, make... The effort to get the golden boot and the way he's looking like this season, I have no doubt that he's going to have a really good chance at getting the golden boot. Of course, right? If everything goes well and he doesn't get injured or anything, I think he'll have a good shot at it too. And I think it's been a while since we've had a goal scorer that is up there, you know, making the claim to get that golden boot. In fact, Sharon, I don't know if we've ever even had a player that has gotten it before. Have we? I don't. I don't believe so. Right? Or do we? I think we've had folks that have come close or at least uh, given a good effort. But uh, as far as actually receiving the golden boot or golden glove, not to my knowledge, but this is actually uh, Russell's 50th career goal. So that's definitely a lofty uh, uh, landmark uh, that Russell's hit uh, with this game. Yeah, he's definitely, again, making the claim for that, too. And I mean, also, Danny, like you said, right? I mean, that's another we have candidates for Golden Glove, for Golden Boot, for <laughs> all that, which is fantastic to have both there. But in this first goal, got to say really good pass by, I believe it was Luis Felipe there from uh, our replay that we can see here. Right on to Russell, who, you know, he sees the ball, he takes his chance, right? I mean, it's one of those passes where you got a clear, I think, shot at goal. And it's like, why not take the shot, right? If you have a good angle at doing so and puts it right in the corner, goalkeeper may have gotten a touch to it too but lucky for us he didn't and we get the first goal right there 1-0 19th minute what a way to start in a way match right what'd you guys think i mean this man you can't stop him i mean he's got such a nose for the goal when he's on you know there's been days where he's been in where marcus had him in a like a different role and it's a little different because we don't see him you know scoring goals but when he's allowed to do what he's doing here he just he's just amazing. He's just one of the more incredible goal scorers that we've ever had, you know. And then sorry, but I'm gonna steal a little thunder here. Seba comes right through, you know, with even more. I mean, like this squad wants to score goals. And I don't know what the heck they're doing in training, uh, you know, to kind of everybody work on it, but I, I think just Russell's just a freaking natural. But of course, nobody picks him up, you know, they don't track him you, with a guy like that. I don't want to spill the beans to the other teams that are going to be playing against us, but you got to track him, you know, put it, put, you know, zone him, zone two guys. Don't let him run free. But look at that. He's just kind of like, yeah, do, 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 do. I'm going to go because I know that, you know, I know I'm going to get a pass. Arnold's pass, you know, just perfect. He knows where I'm going. Oh, just phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Love him. Yeah, man. I since I saw that first goal and saw him, he had foot on it. I knew it was going to go in. I mean, that's that. That's how 
practically guaranteed that the goals are, are, are coming in for Russell this year. I mean, there's a reason why we picked them and he's showing a big, big return of, of investment on this. I mean, he, he just finds a way to not get to spot it out, make, uh, makes an opening, gets the right timing, puts it in the back of the net. I mean, it is an excellent way to score your 50th uh, when it gets to it. But uh, obviously that's not the only goal to, on this match. So let's go ahead and move forward uh, after we get to Luis's thoughts on this. Yeah. So let's move on to what ended up being the, the goal that tied the match um, literally just a few minutes after 21st minute in a uh, penalty kick, which I want to hear your guys' thoughts on the PK call, because to me, it seemed like it was just one of those uh, clashes that happens after a play, right? Not nothing intentional by Danny to get to the clash, but Referee calls it a PK, and I mean, I couldn't believe it. But what did you guys think, first of all, of that PK call? Did it seem clear to you, or did you have doubts as, like, as I did? Well, n- number one, the player sold it. What's his name? Sold sold the, um, you know, the follow-through. Elvis, that- I think, right? I'm not mistaken. Wait, what? I think his name is Elvis, right? Elvis. El- uh, oh, we've got yeah. Elvis. Elvis Amo. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so... Danny had a dangling arm, uh, you know, his arm stayed outstretched. Had Danny been inside the six, I don't think that would have been a PK because the goalkeeper, that's like their protected zone. And so player, you know, that, yeah, but that the outstretched arm, he does keep it out there a little bit too long, but I do think, I, I think it got sold a little bit by Elvis. Well, as we all know, uh, the name Elvis is, tantamount to entertainment selling so big big surprise here but uh yeah i i really question the call on this uh just like uh sharon had said danny did leave the arm out a little bit a little bit too long but uh i think with the collision yes it was a little rough but uh, elvis uh was just selling it a little too much there and obviously it uh, took notice with the referees and ended up giving Hartford uh, their only uh, score on the board. Yeah, uh, and I know we were commenting on the chat. Oh, look, it's another uh, Melbourne Rebus graduate referee. And I, I think, I mean, with actions like this, and then with the next one that we're about to see, uh, I, I think that you know there's a good um, supporting claim for that. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, yeah, got got the PK, and uh, you know they had the opportunity to tie the match, which you know, of course they ended up actually doing so, and. You know, Danny was really far, right, from even getting a glove to that. It was a perfectly well-placed shot. And, you know, we moved on 1-1. They had that chance. And lucky for us, though, that didn't actually end up changing the course of the match. I think that the team still looked the same way. And it's great for us to be in those situations at times because we get to see how the team reacts to being tight on and what happens after because... It's often owned, right? The team that ends up tying has that momentum going. And so the fact that, you know, we knew that, you know what, we're still good. This was just one of those uh, PK calls that happen. Sometimes we've been playing better than they have. There's no excuse for us not to actually continue to play the same way that we have been playing. But as I mentioned, we move on to what happened afterwards in the 37th minute. Another PK call by the ref calling it on Jacker. And I want to hear your guys' thoughts because 
I mean, I am going to be unbiased with this. It wasn't a PK. And in fact, between this one and the other one, I think the other one may have had a little bit more, I think, for the referee to call. This one, I was a bit shocked that we even got it, but we got it. I don't know. What, what did you guys think? Though? Was it just me? <laughs> um, Jack, we know, sells. He can sell <laughs> um, a foul. We've seen it happen before. Sometimes it gets called, sometimes not. So I don't know that this official knows Jack well enough. But anytime a player arches their back before they fall, that's a selling. Um, that's a, a little bit of a, I don't know. He was, yeah. I, at any rate, we got the call. I think it was one of those even amount kind of uh, calls, you know, mm. a, a one for one. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You see the arch back. Y'all see the arch back. Whenever yeah. I see an arch back <laughs> and I don't see it, I don't see the, uh, the, his opponent, his defender really tripping him up. He, Jack was on his way down before the, yeah. But anyhow, we got, we got the gold back. Now it's 2-1. Jared, was it a, a bit of a flop or what do you think? As someone has, that's seen the Warriors basketball and Lakers basketball over the years, that was a little bit of a sell there. I mean, no, I mean, probably not as much as Elvis, but uh, there was still a little bit of selling involved there, but. Yeah, I'm good with it. I, I'm, oh, I'm yeah, honestly. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not disputing it. I'm not disputing it. Yeah, thanks, Jack. I know, right? <laughs> Nobody's going to dispute that. I mean, we can't. But, you know, <laughs> I love it. I love Jack for that. I love And this official doesn't know him. Well, I mean, how often do we go out east uh, with uh, those kind of referees? You know, we're kind of used to the western uh, side of us getting cooked by the refs. Uh, but this one, <laughs> this one, we had a little bit of a noyeaster flavor. You know, a little bit of lobster with the cell. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, I think the referee may have felt like that first PK call, maybe, and reflecting, like you said, sometimes they do those things. It's a little sketchy when they do, but at the end of the day, you know, they realize, like, oh yeah, we screwed up and uh, yeah, we need to maybe fix this and <laughs> uh, make sure they, they get a call as well. But um, we end up getting the PK call and who other but Seba. To actually shoot the PK there and it perfectly plays it to the opposite side of the goalkeeper and get us the 2 1 goal. Another goal for Seba to his goal scoring sheet. Let's go 2 1. We were in a good position too. And then we moved on over to the second half, halftime 2 1. What better way than to be in that position? The next goal, which ended up happening in the 51st minute. And Who's one of the guys that I think has been deserving of a goal for a while now? It's Jacker, and he ends up getting his goal here. And I know the commentators were, you know, for a second thinking it may have been an own goal, but to me, it was a goal because when any player is shooting at goal, it doesn't matter if a defender stands by it, doesn't matter if it hits them, if it was going towards goal, the guy who ended up shooting the shot is the one who ends up getting the goal. And that's exactly what happened here with Jack getting that goal. And that's what you got to do, right? This is why I always say you got to pull those shots. You never know who it's going to hit. Might hit a defender, might hit one of your own guys too. And that's pretty bad when it's called offside and all that too. But when it hits a defender, goalkeeper does not see it coming. And oftentimes you end up seeing those goals. And uh, yeah, I mean, they ricochet off defenders and they still count for you. And uh, you know, the guy who shot it, if it was shot at goal, still your goal. So 
What'd you guys think? Yeah, it, it was not a blatant own goal situation. You know, the 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 way an own goal would have been called. This one was clearly Jack's goal. It was a deflection. It was great. It was good to see. And the fact that we end up going up 3-1 made everybody relax and laugh because we have the chat going on in the background. And man, we got revved up. We were revving. <laughs> we were... I. I couldn't even wade through all of, because I was busy when this game was going on. I was like multitasking. Who knows what I was doing? I might have even been driving home. I was. I was driving home from my mom's house. Yeah, that's what it was, because I was helping her out. Yeah. And so it, the chat that was going on, I had to catch up <laughs> once I got home. It was like, you guys, wow, man. There was a lot of, uh, I loved it. This game was just a happy place for everyone. And I just love seeing Jacker getting goals. I mean, especially with uh, how last season ended up with so many opportunities they had, but not being able to connect until late in the season. But now this season, he's starting to get them more and more in the back of the net. And yeah, just like the uh, broadcast team said that first, it might have looked like an own goal, but uh, just looking at it further, that was all Jack on that goal. I mean, you just, just amazing that he's now starting to get them rolling in as uh, as I know he's wanted to for the longest time. So excellent goal on that. Once we went up three one, I think I think it was about that time we were thinking, yeah, I think we can coast on this one. So just not really park the bus, you know, but but still also send a message that to anyone in the Eastern Conference or or Western Conference for that matter, better expect a full on attack. Yeah, that's true, especially being that we're already winning up, you know, some teams tend to park the bus sometimes and in certain situations, especially playing away, but we kept going and that's that's really applicable for any team to know that we we knew that we were superior to this match and I'm sure coach was like, we need to make sure that we make our difference count and we sure did, right? Because other teams would have just defended the one goal and then... You know, you risk getting tied on, which happens way too many times when you uh, apply that strategy there. But, I mean, speaking of keeping on going, we kept on going over to the 85th minute when who else but the guy who's become basically like our super sub at this point, Luther Arshamed, with, I think, you know, a classic Luther goal, right, where... He gets the one-on-one opportunity with the goalkeeper there. And we've seen him already a couple of times at this point, right? Where he, when he has those opportunities that he sometimes creates for himself, like this one, where he just kind of did his own thing. He just kept going and places a shot. Well, and often he's been scoring more of those. And even though it does get a little deflection from the goalkeeper, that ball kept on going through. He gets the goal. Congratulations, Luther, because it's really awesome when you come off the bench and when you continue to kind of be in that position where you get subbed in constantly and you still give it your all when you get subbed in and you get these goals that are really great for us because it just helps us make sure that we get the three points. So what do you guys think? We were all cheering when the subs started coming in um, because we had made more than one sub by this point, you know, but... this was fabulous. And just Luther knowing exactly what he needed needed to do to get this. I mean, dude's freaking tall. So, yeah, he's a handful. He's a handful. Mm. I would not want to go up against him. Yeah, at, 
at this point, I'm surprised uh, Coach didn't get, get to Luther uh, customized Hartford Whalers jersey with, with that breakaway action he had. I mean, good, uh, goodness. I mean, he just see, sees the uh, the ball, just play, you know, marches right ahead. Nobody catches him. And he just uh, uh, plop, uh, plops it into the net from, from an angle. I mean, this Luther has been a breakaway specialist this year. I mean, especially with that one goal earlier this year that he stopped the shot with his backside, turned around, haul, hauled all the way to, to the other other net, pops it in. That, that that's, that's his specialty. I, I've noticed this past season. I mean, this season so far, once he sees an opening, just r- runs all Ferrari speeds, just right down for a perfect shot, gets it in. I mean, it, it's a breakaway special. That's all I got to say about that. I mean, excellent job by Luther. Yeah, definitely. He's got good speed, and you know when he keeps going, he's uh tough to catch at that point too, which uh is really awesome to see from a, a guy like him. And again, shout out to him, shout out to Coach for knowing when to sub and for doing the perfect subs and making sure that you know we still maintain our offensive look. So that so uh, great stuff by the team. We're really super proud of all that they did in this match, uh, like we mentioned, and. Uh, you know, we just have to continue to uh, look forward to the upcoming matches, especially since we are going to be continuing to be on the road. Don't ask me why. I have no idea why <laughs> um, they they did that. And I keep saying that it's you know way too long for a team to be without playing home games. But uh, with that, we actually travel over to Tampa Bay next Saturday on June 3rd. Jared's going to be there. It's going to be a quick trip there. We're going to probably see some pictures of some public subs as well as maybe some pictures of what it's looking like there in Tappan Bay. So uh, be on the lookout. I know Jared is going to be a bit tired that day. We can't guarantee if we'll be able to, you know, hop on an Instagram live so you guys could see it. But uh, if we do, just keep a close eye on on the Instagram page. And if you see it live, then hop on and say hi to Jared. (laughs) Yeah, and I will say so far from what I've seen on the uh, weather forecast, it might be a rainy one uh, on Saturday. Uh, apparently, uh, Jane, uh, who is also going to be going to the match, says that around this time of uh, year, it does rain uh, fairly often in the uh, Tampa St. Petersburg area. So, uh, yeah, don't uh, don't be surprised if you hear anything about a, a weather delay or uh, if you see some rain going on during the match. Um, obviously, we'll hope for the best, but you know, we'll, we'll see. But uh, I'm definitely bringing the pub subs home. I mean, there's there's no doubt in that. But uh, also, Tampa Bay has been doing a lot better compared to earlier this season. I mean, they were losing a few games here and there, but now they are in second place in the Eastern Conference. So I think we are seeing uh, the true uh, rowdies uh, this coming weekend. So obviously, we're not going to be able to take this lightly, especially the fact that uh, Tampa Bay has won five straight, including beating uh, Colorado Springs this past week. So this is not going to be an easy match by, by any means of the definition. Yeah, this is going to be one of the toughest matches I think we've had in uh, recent times with them uh, having this comeback. And uh, we wish that they were <laughs> the Tampa Bay that started off the season, which wasn't starting off all that great. But we know how, how it's like there. We know the Rowdies have always had a great team season by season. So I'm not surprised that you know they're, they're going back to their winning ways. And it'll be a good test for the team to oh, see what, what we get from this yeah. right um, yeah, we, but, yeah we can't overlook them you know they're 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 not orange county you know so we can't just we we've <laughs> got to play you know like we mean it yeah 
Yeah, this is not going to be there. <laughs> so we'll see how we do in that match. But um, keep in mind, again, there's been a lot of traveling going on and all that. So it's going to be a tougher one than had we not had a, a, literally just the travel to the East uh, a week before. Because I'm sure the guys are probably going to be traveling back, right, to SAC, I'm, I'm assuming, right? And then traveling back to the East in literally a few days, you think, Sharon? I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's a lot of traveling, right? You just have to count for one day in traveling, coming back. They're going to be back on the road, right? Since they're not getting their day of, so. But at least the good part is that there's an extra day thrown in the nap, given the fact that Hartford we played on Friday and then they don't play again until this coming Saturday. So there's at least that added benefit. Yeah, true. It's good. And you wonder, maybe they did that purposely. I wonder if maybe just uh, that's why they played it, just because they were going to have multiple traveling dates that it decided let's do that <laughs> but it worked out in our favor too and then of course uh, the trip after that's going to be in san diego another away trip the week after and again on another friday so uh yeah we we have a busy schedule but the first of three away matches has already been won so uh again hats off to the team for being there because that puts us at first place once again another week in that position overall not just in the west and in the West, though, 27 points is where we're at. Following us is El Paso with uh, still one match to play. They have 22 points. Uh, could still potentially just be two points away from us. And then San Antonio is making a comeback. I know, Jared, that's not what we like to see. But, I mean, they're, they're trying to, to, you know, get close to us there. 22 points in 12 matches. Then you got San Diego Loyo also moving up. 20 points, 12 matches played. Oakland Roots also trying to be up there as well with uh, one more game left to play and then 17 points. Colorado Republic has been a little bit, I think, uh, stuck there in the 16-point mark and uh, 12 matches played. Phoenix Rising trying to also make a comeback. One game in hand, 16 points. And then you got New Mexico with uh, two games in hand, 14 points. And Monterey Bay, who I just keep saying week by week, they've been kind of on a downward slope, right? 13 points, 11 matches played. Out of playoff territory, so uh, that's how that's looking like right now as far as uh, those uh, playoff teams look like. So I don't want to overlook Tampa Bay, but I'm a little nervous about San Diego. I mean, mm. just I I would I wish I could get to that game <laughs> when we go, and who knows, maybe I'll figure it out. But <sighs> sigh. Yeah, the the tough matches, right? I mean, not only are you playing away, but you're playing against the two teams that are in the top four. (laughs) Uh, And then, you know, coming back, we'll play against Monterey Bay at home. But for the time being, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a challenging next uh, two weeks there. But I think it was great for the guys to get the 4-1 win because what better motivation getting into these tough matches than to say, hey, we won 4-1. It was an away match. We could potentially do it again too but at the very least we can get another win since we we already got a win in this uh travel trip that we did over there but yeah i mean came at a good time and uh you know we're still leading the way in goal scored especially with our four goals scored 24 goals scored in the season i think following us afterwards is uh san antonio with 20 goals so we could still say hey we're doing better in every single category when you look at the standings then san antonio is and even one less loss right san antonio has two losses we only have one 
and even goals against. We only have six. They have nine. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting little uh, head-to-head battle between us and uh, San Antonio when it comes to the statistics. The match that we play against them at home is going to be an interesting one on June 24th, which is actually going to be after Monterey Bay. So that's towards the end of next month. So, yeah, it's going to be a hectic next month. Monterey is probably, what you would probably say, the easier team. But again, quote-unquote, because they did good. Just because they're doing bad doesn't mean that they're still going to be doing bad. But, uh, yeah, get ready. It's going to be a fight uh, next, you know, June month. It's going to be a a bit interesting month. Very interesting. So, you know, our guys can do it. They They literally are focusing on the game at hand. I don't think they're looking way ahead. And just so everybody knows what's going on in the background, Luis has pulled up podcast dinner winner. Winter dinner or whatever it's called. Yeah, pulling that up. And this week, uh, we we are basically going to have to pull out the VAR uh, cameras again uh, for for the uh, the yellow card because it was a little interesting. It seemed as, as though, given the fact that uh, a penalty kick wasn't awarded to Hartford, apparently there had not been a yellow card given to, to Danny v- uh, Vidiello. So we've been kind of trying to figure out. Did they actually give him a yellow card? Because if so, I believe that would mean that Republic FC would have gotten the first yellow card. So that's what we're trying to uh, look at some of the fine print on uh, how the card was awarded. Yeah, it's weird because typically when there's a foul in the box and a PK awarded, somewhere along the line, there's a yellow card that should have been thrown out. I, I saw no yellow. Yeah, there may have not been a yellow, actually, too. I mean, it, it didn't get... Marked here in the 23rd minute. There was no Luis, yellow have you card. Ever yeah. seen, have you ever seen a penalty awarded with no yellow? Mm, every now and then. It doesn't happen too often, right? It's usually more so if it's just like a soft foul, which I'm yeah. a little shocked because if he called this one, if he saw what he thought he saw, right? Whereas like Danny intentionally making sure that he like hit the guy who was there in the box, then it should have been a yellow card. Yeah, it should have been one of those... PK's that 100% yellow card. There's no way you don't show a yellow card. But again, the referee was pretty bad both ways. So I'm not even surprised that he didn't scroll, even pull yellow. Scroll, scroll up to when Jack got fouled in the box. Did they get issued a yellow? They did get issued a yellow in that one. See, so again. <laughs> see case in point, I think the referee yeah. screwed up and didn't issue the yellow to Danny V when he should have. And yeah. not that anyone's going <laughs> to complain, but I am. Because, Luis, we all remain level on points. Not level, but, you know, equally. Oh, except for Jared. Damn it. Sorry, Jared. Yeah, I'm not complaining at all. I got a point thanks to Hartford getting the first yellow card. So thank you, referee, for not showing Danny the card. (laughs) But Jared and I think that there was a a merry mix-up. And so we're going to talk to the league about this, right? We're going to get the VAR. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. I almost want to say, let's put an asterisk until then, you know, until we actually get the full word, because that's that's definitely a, a USL Unsolved Mystery material right there. <laughs> <laughs> because we got jipped out of some points and we're not competitive at all. Not in this, not in this contest. We are ah. so not competitive. Oh, my God. Yeah, not at all. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> Crappy Rev stealing our points also in the you know podcast winner dinner competition. So we have multiple reasons to complain uh, against these referees. 
But I <laughs> had the the one good thing was not that I wanted it to be this way. I did predict Hartford getting a goal, and guess who was right? At least there, but we don't have any stats for that. For you know, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. you could have been right. Yeah, it could yeah. could have been as long as you know Jack didn't get his goal and Luther didn't get his goal, but. <laughs> They came through and they were like, no, Sharon, you're not getting the point. I'm not getting the point. Okay. Yeah, you're close, yeah. But uh, yeah, so overall then, yeah, Sharon guessed Russell scoring first. And it just, yeah, it makes me just think I should have just said Russell. But uh, and just those things happen. Sometimes. And I've said Russell before and he doesn't score first or he doesn't score in that game. Or he didn't but, play. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And once again, I say Seba scoring first and he doesn't score first. So I think I might be done for a while and saying Seba scoring first. <laughs> but um, uh, still, I got a point because Hartford got the first yellow card. So me and Sharon get a point. Jared doesn't get a point there. So overall standings, Sharon is at 11 points. I am at nine points and Jared is at eight points. So Sharon is uh, slowly but moving away from us uh, <laughs> in terms of the point categories there. I kind of like it this way, but we're not even midway through the season, so. Oh, where are those open cup matches when I need the points? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame, right, man? Last season, we had a blast with those uh, open cup matches, and uh, lots of points were, like, given out if we were to look at last year, so uh, it's a bit tougher. I mean, when we're officially halfway through the uh, halfway point mark, we might even pose, like, should we have another category? And like I've mentioned before in the past, maybe Sharon might not agree with that since uh, she's winning, but uh, <laughs> there's an option there if she's cool I'm with not that. as benevolent as you are, Luis, if you haven't figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, let's go ahead and predict for a game at Tampa Bay. And so, Jared, since you'll be there at that match, you want to go first this time? Yeah, I, this is really going to be a tough match, but I'm going to say fifth. For, for, for some way, somehow, Republic ekes out a 3-2 win over Tampa, sh- uh, shutting down the five-game winning streak uh, that the Rowdies will have. Uh, first goal, I'm I'm still going to say uh, Keko for, for my first choice. And if for some reason, if he doesn't get it or if he's not on, on the field, I'm going to go with Russell Ciceroni. And then I'm going to say Tampa for, for the first yellow. Oh, okay. All right. Well, as far as uh, mine goes to, I'm going to say it's going to be a 1-1 tie. I think it's going to be a bit of a low-scoring match and a bit tough for us to do all that much there. Uh, goal scorer is going to actually be Russell. It's time I'm going back to Russell. And if he's not there on the pitch, then I'm going to go with Luis Felipe. First yellow card, I'm going to say we get the first yellow card. Huh. You and I are pretty much identical except for the score. <laughs> um, I have it a 2-1 win, not 3-2. I think okay. where our defense is going to have to really um, hold them. Um, I have Russell scoring first with Seba if Russell isn't on the field at all. And then I have Sac Republic pulling the first yellow. Okay, so yeah, that's interesting. We didn't talk about the fact that Kekko didn't see a minute of the game <clears throat> in Hartford. Yeah, and I think I you mentioned why that may have been the case too, right? I know that the coach doesn't like anyone that questions his uh, rotation. Um, and I know that Keko was not pleased when he got pulled out of the last home match. And it, it showed. 
and I know that that I I I I have no idea. I have no idea. I just don't know why. Maybe maybe he just decided. You know, we'll give we'll give Keko a rest since we you know Seba's back, Arnold's back, you know that kind of thing. So I don't know. I'm just speculating, but. I thought it was odd. Not a single minute. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit strange. If that did indeed happen, right, as, as you had mentioned, then I'm not surprised, right? I mean, Coach has been one of those uh, coaches that is not going to take that, which is good, right? I mean, I think all coaches should be that way because no player should feel like uh, they have the right to complain to the coach, right? And if you get subbed out, you get subbed out, right? I mean, there's a reason why yeah. coaches do that. and He didn't yeah. complain. It was just his body language. He didn't complain. And I, I, he just wasn't, you could just tell he wasn't pleased just for his body language when he got pulled out. I get it. I understand. But I don't think there was a single complaint. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he was just simply resting it because there was a photo on social media that was posted of him and Cappy at the Hartford match just having the best of times. So maybe Kekko needed a little, you know, give him a little break. Who knows? Yeah, that no, that yeah, that could have been another <laughs> reason there too. Especially considering that again, we're gonna have a really busy schedule. So I guess let's not be surprised if we see other guys that don't see a minute because they are they're getting some rest, right? Especially with the way trips, with all that entails, just traveling and all that. You're gonna need to do these things right to make sure that you don't run into any injuries, and then it's a whole another issue with that. Well, that's what that's like. Um, We'll see how things go again. Jared is going to be going to Tampa Bay. Should be an interesting one. I believe Jared's the first time that you're going over there, right? Or have you been there before? uh, No, this is going to be uh, only my third trip to Florida. I mean, I went to Jacksonville for work a a year or so ago. And then, of course, the Orlando trip. We all know what happened there. And then this trip to Tampa. So it was really uh, my third time. But first time actually going to, to see the Rowdies. Uh, I've got a uh, cousin and his family that uh, live in the area. There's a uh, uh, one, uh, one person on my friends list that uh, also follows the Republic, but lives there in, in Tampa Bay as well. So ca- ca- kind of split for, for her, I'm sure. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping that even though it's basically going to be a 24 hour trip, more or less, I'm going to try to make the most of it as I can there and hopefully not get too drenched. And uh, hopefully we get to check the W under the plane. Yeah, yeah, hopefully not. I mean, it's crazy that they got rain, and I know how Florida rain is too, and it's nothing fun to experience. <laughs> so I, I'm glad that Jared's not going to be alone out there, that Jane is going to be hanging out there with him. So who knows? Hopefully, you guys will be able to wave at each other, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, not sure, not sure how effective the uh, abdominal towel is going to be out there, especially with, with that weather, but uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is probably going to be the, the one match that I finally bust out the rain suit that I bought a, a year or two ago. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, so more local to home, our California Storm soccer team has been tearing it up. So uh, Wednesday night, they uh, beat Stockton Cargo. Now, Stockton Cargo put up a really good fight. I saw both goals from Cal Storm, and then I saw the, the goal from... <laughs> Stockton Cargo happened. Boom, boom. It was just like Cal Storm scored and then Cargo turned right around and scored right on, right back on, on the storm. So here's the deal. I think Stockton Cargo is a decent squad. I've watched, I watched their center back. I watched their keeper. 
I think they have what it takes to do well. Plus they have really good coaching staff, you know, and, and they have good recruitment. And of course we know Cal Storm. Cal Storm is Cal Storm. I mean, they are the returning champion. They um, went, traveled, today is Sunday. They traveled to San Francisco, uh, an away match. Wait, yes, the um, the Olympic clubs. Thank you very much. And at halftime, they were up 2-0. My hunch is by now the results are in and they've probably won another match. So let's just uh, keep our fingers crossed that they continue to do well. Yeah, they've been playing uh, pretty good too. I mean, they've, as we know right now, they've actually also started their WPSL season, which, I mean, we were talking about it offline here, but it's really impressive that they have multiple squads. I know you were telling us that, Sharon, earlier, that they're playing with multiple teams. And I mean, it's it's just amazing that they're playing in two different leagues and they played on a Friday, or no, never mind. They played actually yesterday against a Fresno Freeze, and now today they're playing against the Olympic Club, and that's a lot of traveling, right? And I'm sure the coaching staff is actually doing the traveling still, right? I'm assuming, and so uh, yeah. So they they did win today. They won four zero on the road today. Four zero, so impressive, impressive win for the Storm. Uh, t- taking out the Olympic Club, and then they'll be back home on Friday. So that's definitely a great result there. Uh, but yes, uh, the cargo, you know, they've definitely been, been fighting. Uh, I've, I've seen some uh, pretty good highlights here and there uh, for uh, sucking cargo and storm are definitely on, on a tear. Uh, Academica, they've had some struggles. I mean, it's, it's their first season in, in the W League. So it's there's always going to be uh, things to, to tinker around with. But uh, I, I, I can imagine Academica will turn around, pull, pull something out. So we'll we'll just see. We've got about uh, a little over about a month left in the regular season. Who knows? We'll we'll definitely see some good stuff from out there from all our uh, Central Valley teams. Yeah, it it has been a struggle for them too. And yeah, I mean it's tough. It's tough to come into a a new league, especially with other established teams that have been around for a while. But I do want to actually point out that Stockton Cargo has been doing really well as well because. Uh, you know, I think for a new team, especially for a team that was built not too long ago, right? Let's remember, right, that they basically did tryouts earlier in the year. And a lot of the players are coming from different colleges and all that. And it's never easy to play with any players that you haven't really played as much before. Now, granted, there are some players that do play for Delta College that are on the squad. And so they kind of already know each other, but still... Lots of players that are coming from other teams that have never played with each other. So just hats off to them for that because, again, they're playing against teams like the Glens. They've been around already. Cal Storm, right? We know they've been around for a while. And so it's good when they can actually give them a good matches. And I'm glad that, you know, they they put the 209 up and uh, in a good place there in Sacramento playing against the Storm and managing to, you know what? They ended up losing, but just losing by one, which is always... Uh, impressing especially against the storm right you don't want to pull a uh was it pleasant sun rage and lose eight zero which uh it's pretty bad that was a pretty bad game for them (laughs) and then uh in other news as well so uh also for academica on the men's side for usl2 they actually managed to tie 1-1 against san francisco city and get a point at home right you want to see the three points at home it hasn't been an easy season for them either so 
bit complicated, but little by little, I mean, they're getting some points there. Hopefully, might make it to playoffs. We'll see. I mean, it's hasn't been a good start here for them, but uh, hoping that things get better for them. Again, they're also debuting in USL League 2, so one could also assume it's their first season. It's going to be uh, a bit tough for them getting into this uh, new season there as well. And also looking at USL League 1, Central Valley Fuego pulled the trip out to Northern Colorado to play against the Hellstorm FC, which we remember them from the Open Cup last year. They played there yesterday, lost 4-1 in a game in which our own podcast magic was in the uh, bench, which I'm not quite sure if maybe he's coming from an injury or what's been going on there too, but he was subbed in. They did get a PK call, and he actually managed to score from a PK in the 88th minute to uh, get the only goal that they scored over there. But Fuego's been having a really difficult season. I mean, they're sitting in last place, and, uh, you know, it's it's bit tough right hopefully they're able to pull a comeback bounce back and make it to playoff zones but yeah it's been a difficult one for them sadly doesn't help matters much that their uh, game against northern colorado was actually delayed by you can guess it a hailstorm it was delayed yesterday <laughs> because of one Whoa. so de- definitely not a good sign for the match there and I- i'm hoping that the fuego can, can turn around but at, at least a villian Opening up his 2023 account with that uh, goal. Hopefully, more to come. So, you know, we're we're still we're still cheering on for the Fuego. We know you can do it, fellas. Yeah. Regardless of what I mean, we're always supporting our teams, regardless of how they do and all that. But uh, yeah, hoping that they hoping that they do better and that our podcast Magic Bullion Beach is able to get a more playing time because I've been seeing them week by week and he hasn't been playing as much as as he was before, but. I'm sure there's uh, more things going on there too, and uh, I might be uh, he might be going off a injury or might not feel like he's 100 percent to play in the match there. But great that he got the goal. That hopefully will inspire him to continue to get more throughout the season. All right, well that about wraps up our uh, coverage of our uh, teams this week, and also again, Soccer Republic will be back playing in Tampa Bay next Saturday. If you happen to go to that match or you know someone who's going, make sure that they are able to say hi to Jared. And uh, Jane is also going there from um, over here in Sacramento. So uh, we're going to have a few familiar faces there, which is always nice, especially for any away travel. So shout out to you guys for going out to the match. Uh, we appreciate seeing that away support always. I was going to say one, one last note about the other uh, Hartford match. And I, I'm probably the only one that's even made mention about it, but uh, Rob McAllister's commentary that, his commentary was spicier than Sprite from McDonald's. I mean, I'll put it that way. I mean, just seconds before Seba got that penalty kick, he, he, he just commented on Antoine Hopeno's uh, haircut, saying that that haircut isn't doing him any favors. I mean, wow. <laughs> Where? <laughs> oh, man, it's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm, st- I'm still gigging on, uh, gigging off of that that commentary. I mean, he was he was on one Friday night, uh, so I, it's going to be a shame. I'm going to miss out on it on uh, on the Saturday against Tampa Bay. So, yes, if anyone that's watching the game on Fox on Fox Forty, uh, the website or the the app, y'all got y'all got to keep track for me on um 
any of those zingers he comes up with against Tampa Bay. So we just wanted so to put will. that out there. We so will keep track of that because it he's he's been on a terror. And you know what's funny is Adam is kind of like his straight man, but then there's a lot of little tongue-in-cheek stuff that Adam offers, and it's it's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet, <laughs> you know, listening to these guys. Yeah, they got uh, a good little dynamic duel going on. That's why they're the best in USL. Now, there was something else that I also want to bring up, too, that he mentioned, which, it, granted, it was more of an error situation where um, I think he just got the wrong information, right? But he mentioned that RGB Toros were on top of the power ranking, even though they've been doing really bad. And we were all under the impression that that was the case, right? That That's what he was saying. And I even put on our chat, like, can you believe that they're at the top of the power ranking? And then uh, minutes later, he corrected himself. But before he did so... He actually joked. He was like, "Did Connor Sutton come up with this or what?" <laughs> so Jared, <laughs> even before that, I believe that happened yeah. before that. Uh, if you guys heard that, if everyone uh, yes. watched that, did yeah, and uh, I heard, yeah, I heard that at halftime. So I'm glad I wasn't the only one that heard that as well. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> so, Poor uh, Connor yeah. Sutton. He threw Connor straight under the bus. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, there was uh, there was a lot of spices going on, Jared. You you could almost think that there was some takis like situation going on. He was putting takis on his like Dorito chips. Something <laughs> um, extra spicy though, like the extra spicy flavor for Doritos. But uh, <laughs> fun stuff. It's it's good when um you know you have commentators like that that joke around and all that. It's all in good fun, of course. But uh, you know, just add some little little fun to the broadcast, unlike a lot of other. Uh, commentators from other teams that i've heard from um some of our away matches especially when watching on espn that aren't that great it kind of makes me question why they're in that position but i'll just leave it at that <laughs> um well sharon jared last final party words here before uh, we say good evening since we're recording a bit earlier than than usual on this uh, sunday hey i just want to um wish everybody um a really nice three-day weekend and in honor of those who have given the ultimate sacrifice Memorial Day, uh, you know, just sort of take a moment, give thanks. Just remember what got us to here in, in our great country are those who have sacrificed the big time. And go Republic. Yep, just echoing off of that, that there's a reason why we have a three-day weekend. And, and we have so many of our... Uh, uh, service members uh, who have made the ultimate sacrifice uh, for us to ha- have this day. So definitely take time to remember those that have served over the years, whether it be as far back as World War II or more recently. Definitely keep them in, in your in your thoughts and minds, uh, knowing what they've given uh, to this country, which that that will will never be paid. We'll always be grateful for for what they've done for us. And as far as this uh, Saturday, if anyone's got any um, monster or energy drinks uh, before the match, you know, they'll be gratefully appreciated uh, and go Republic. And let's hope it's only a small uh, bit of rain on Saturday. I'll see you there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I also echo you, your guys' words, too. And make sure that you're tuning in for the next match, though. Um Remember that it's going to start a bit earlier than our usual start time for matches, being that, again, it's going to be in the East Coast, going to get another earlier start time. So another 4.30 p.m. on a Saturday there. So uh, good for us, right? We get to uh, do more in our Saturday evening and uh, watch an earlier game. 
But we'll be back the following Friday at 7 p.m. in San Diego. So back to those later starting times until we get to travel over to uh, Pittsburgh and have another 4 p.m. start time match there. So uh, all is good there. Um, We're really happy to see our team uh, play in Tampa Bay and just continue on this season. That has been quite a phenomenal start to the season. In fact, probably the best start to any season that I've ever seen uh, for us in our history. So let's keep it going, guys. Go Republic. Let's get those three points away and continue to move on. Awesome. Well, everyone, have a great three-day weekend. We appreciate you listening to us as always. And you'll hear us next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Cue the music. Oh, crap. I was on mute. Sorry about that. Oh, you're good. (laughs) It's so funny because I've been actually chatting in the background and I couldn't figure out. Why. Oh no. It, it's happened to all of us all the time. It's so I was just I was interjecting things like, why is everybody talking over me? When <laughs> oh, no. You're like, like Jared, Jared stepped in before. Yeah, yeah. Jared can toss pretty well. What do you think, Jared? Was that yeah. a microphone toss that Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's just my body's uh the past couple of weeks have been so used to getting all, all those uh, electrolyte uh, powder mixes this week and it's not getting any and my body's like uh, hello we're missing something <laughs> <laughs> we're missing something hopefully just fluids and sleep but not a body part you're not missing anything like that like you still have your arms and your legs yep so, so uh, still got the same amount of uh, body limbs and everything like that that I entered Las Vegas and Pasadena with, so all good there. <laughs> so you didn't end up in some weirdo bathtub in the middle of the night missing a kidney. I'm sorry, I've watched, I've watched too many cop shows. No, 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 uh, no, uh, no, 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 ladies uh, picking me up or anything like that, so nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you've got to cut that whole part out. Or we'll leave it till the end. So I think it's pretty funny. We'll, we'll give people a, a laugh there. At the end. <laughs> we haven't had a good blooper segment in a while, so <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, why? Why did I go to a bathtub, passed out, <laughs> missing a kidney? Why would I do that, you guys? I'm so sorry. Well, all, I know Vegas, not, so. <laughs> all I know is I ain't going to any music festivals with you. <laughs> <laughs> Take my friend, take my friend. He's more passed out and drunk than I am. <laughs> we are playing in Las Vegas uh, in July, right? Towards the end of July, so... Uh... <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs>